We're unabashedly obsessed We've got to get it off our chest Please sit there and be quiet Hey everyone! Whoa! Hey everyone! It's still weird when I do it. You isn't did it? it though. I did do it. I think it worked. I mean, kind of. Totally worked. I don't hey everyone as well as you do though. Oh well, I have lots of practice. You do. You've I, been I saying greet, it for a long time. I greet everyone at my office. Hey everyone! I come in and I'm like, hey everyone! They're like, James, get to work. I've started doing that when I uh, when I drop the girls at camp. I walk into the community center and I'm like, hey everyone! And they're all like, they just look at me and then they walk away. Oh well, I mean, yeah, yeah. they got to warm to you. Yeah, I'll get true. there eventually. It's Don't true. give up. I, oh, I won't. Good. I won't. If there is one thing you've taught me, it's never give up when you are trying to make people notice you. That's that's just keep. That's true. Walking up and putting your face in their face. That's right. Until they decide to be your friend. That's, I mean, it's the James Anderson biography title. It's, it's true. It's long. It's long. It's a long one, but. Welcome to an episode of Unabashedly Obsessed. <laughs> the show where sometimes we have a point and sometimes we get to it. And sometimes we follow it uh, to weird and strange places. Mm-hmm. How's that drink, Aaron? It was excellent. Wow. <laughs> it's very bubbly. <laughs> um, I'm drinking seltzer. Seltzer. Lacroix. Lacroix, which apparently is actually pronounced Lacroix. Yeah, I pronounce it Lacrosse. Still bothers me that it's actually pronounced Lacroix. Yeah, but what are you gonna do, Americans? We hate the French. Apparently. Um. I'm gonna pronounce it the way it's spelled. Yeah. Lacroix. 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 It's a seltzer water. We hate the French, but we love the Australians. We do, because the Australians are like America's America. Like, they're like. Get a bigger gun! Did I tell you about the Australian dance TV show I watched? No. Like, last summer? It's on Netflix. Wait, yes. Yes. Yeah. It's on Netflix. It's called Dance Academy. Yes. If you like dance movies and or Australian accents, you should watch it. It's super cute. Hmm. Was Rose McIver on it? No. And it weirds me out every single time she says, you know, coming up on the next iZombie right. in her actual voice. Right. Why would you do that? It took me a long time to realize that was her. Because yeah. I didn't know she was Australian. Right. I don't know if I knew either. Yeah. Huh. But she is. She is. It's one and of those weird. weird weird things where they made one person on the show get rid of their accent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although is I feel like Clive might be is Clive British too? I have no idea. I don't know. I'm glad they didn't oh, make Robbie the... get rid of his accent. I like Robbie's accent. Um the bad guy, Blaine, is British. Is he really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Now, see, I wish that he had kept his accent. He was, well, at least, or he was British on Heroes. He was on Heroes? He was He was pretty much the same character on Heroes. He it was sort of season three, season four Heroes. Oh, I may have quit it before that point. Yeah. He was, he was good. He was, I like him. He reminds me so much, though, of Neil Patrick Harris. I can see He's it. He's like evil Neil Patrick Harris. Mm-hmm. Like, he looks like him. He sounds like him. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is starting to bother me less because I've gotten used to it. Yeah. But the first season of iZombie, and yeah. even a few episodes into the second one, it, it was rough for me. Yeah, I, was I like, can see that. I was like, it's this guy who's not Neil Patrick Harris, but he is Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. And Which is not a bad thing. I love Neil no. Patrick Harris. I mean, if you, if like, you can be like anyone. Love Neil Patrick Harris, but... yeah. 
I feel like you shouldn't try to be Neil Patrick Harris because no. you're always going to come up a little short. Neil Patrick Harris and John Barrowman, two people you should not try to be. Did you see John Barrowman's post yes, from Comic Con? Um, I did. I don't think I saw all of them, but the... I saw him as Squirrel Girl, which I don't know what that is, but it was adorable. Um, and him as somebody else that I don't remember which one it was. I saw him as Squirrel Girl, which uh, she is a legitimate like superhero that's part squirrel. Okay. Uh, and I've heard that Anna Kendrick is in talks to be Squirrel Girl. And nice. that would be perfect. Yes. Um, I might watch that superhero movie. Yeah. Did you see the one where it was a video? I think it was... I didn't see a video. I just saw uh, some... Um, I think Megan and Elsha. Hi, Megan and Elsha. Hi, Megan and Elsha. Um, one or the other of them texted our group text pictures of John Barrowman as Squirrel Girl and something where he was wearing red. Um, he put on... Uh, the mask of the the bad guy in the new Star Wars movie, Kylo Ren. Okay. And then he had a dress on. Okay. And a, and he was like an evening gown dress. Uh, no, like a like Alice, kind of like an Alice in Wonderland, like a play dress. Oh, okay. Like an English countryside play okay. dress with like a pinafore. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he had he had a lightsaber, and he was just. He, so he had the mask on, and he's and he just had the camera going as he skipped away from the camera and skipped back to the camera, swinging the the. It was John fantastic. Barrowman. I love you so much. Please come on the show. Yeah. He, oh Please man. Please come on the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Should he come on the show? We will feed you Skittles, and I mean, you can talk about literally whatever you. Oh, Megan and Elsha sent me a Captain Jack uh, Funko Pop. Oh, nice. So, related. Y- yeah. Ex- you like related. how I segued that in multiple ways, yeah. both Megan and Elsha and Captain Jack. Yeah, you're like, uh, you know, the impossible girl with those connections. I, yep. Sure am. So. We have a topic for today. We totally do. It's going to be a quick one. We kind of want to do a little bit of a shorter one today. Yeah. Um, but I'll also get this kind of out there. Yep. Um, J- James has a theory. Yes. Now, I think, correct me if I'm wrong. I at least, you don't correct me on this part because I, I speak for myself. Okay. But I at least find conspiracy theories interesting. Do you also? Um, I find them interesting, yes. I don't typically buy into them. Yes. But there are some, like the Berenstain Bears one, that we can talk oh, about yeah. here. We, that was what we were going to do. We were going to talk about that. I think it, it works in yeah. with this. So there's this whole conspiracy theory about the Berenstain Bears. It's is it a conspiracy well, theory? It's it's sort it's of not just a, a maybe conspiracy theory wasn't the right word. It's like a weird phenomenon. Yeah. Thing. I mean, like mine is just fan theory. Fan it, theory. It, okay. It, we'll, we'll we'll say fan theory because yeah, it's not conspiracy. But the bears and bears theory. The thing is like a that's like a psychological phenomenon. Yeah, that's weird. So there's yeah. there's this psychological phenomenon where some people like we all remember the Berenstein Bears. Sure. From when we were kids. Right. Um, and some people remember it being spelled Berenstein with an E-I-N. Right. And some people remember it spelled Berenstain with A-I-N. an A-I-N. Right. And currently, the books being put out right now are A-I-N. Right. I remember... and te- Okay, so here's... There's another piece to this where I'm pronouncing it wrong. Right. Because I E or E I N would be Berenstein. Right? There's I mean if you're Or am I not mispronouncing no, it with Berenstein? I think so if you, in in German class we learn that the E I I E combination you pronounce the second letter. So E I is I and I E is E. 
So, so e i n would be Baron Stein. Right. But I think that there is a I don't know if it's a different um like like a, a you know Ellis Island spelling sort of situation or whatever, okay. but I think that there do, does exist cuz like Einstein is Einstein. Right. But I'm pretty sure that like e i n. Right. Okay. Um I think that there's like Saperstein I think is 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 also spelled. I don't know why I picked that specific name, but like yeah, where did that come from? I don't know. Okay, um, I was thinking Rothstein. Rothstein, well, which I don't, might actually be Rothstein. Um, or I might have made that name up. I think that it. I don't know. Like I think that that is. I think it's also acceptable to be E I N. Okay, I grew up pronouncing it Berenstein Bears, and yeah, I remember same. it being spelled E I N. Okay. Do you? Um, I'm cho- I chalk it up to. I heard it read to me more than I saw it written. Okay. And so when I would refer to it, because it's B E R E N, B E R E N S T E I N. Yes. So like I don't know. I I mostly heard it uh, spoken, and so I'm I'm not I'm not really strong on whether it was A I or E I. Okay. I do know that it was pronounced however I heard it pronounced. Berenstein Bears. Okay. And I always said Berenstein Bears. Picturing it in my mind's eye, I'm pretty sure it was E-I-N. Right. And so I guess there's this very, this is a very divisive topic. Okay. Divisive? Yeah. Divisive. Divisive. Mm-hmm. Divisive topic. Because it divides. Right. Right. But, you know, sometimes British. Someone, someone was saying divisive the other day, and I was Were like, they British? No, but it, like you I've got the feeling that it was like they were Anglophiles. I've heard, I think I've heard it pronounced divisive, which is why I questioned myself, because I think I probably heard it on BBC. At any rate, I guess there are two schools of thought. Yeah. There's Berenstein and Berenstain, and whatever school of thought you're in, you will cling to it until you die. Yeah. It, it all kind of loops into this concept of like parallel universes, Right. I think is what the article that yeah. I had initially sent uh-huh. you uh-huh. was about, um, where there's... A universe where it's stain. There's a universe where it's stain, and somehow those timelines seem to have overlapped. Right, right. So I would it's like that, Stephen King to explain that to us. So it's like the thing of how in like Back to the Future, and you know, actually, Jamie, this is an interesting. We should remember to talk to Jamie about this when we have dinner with Jamie, him. Jamie, remind us to talk to you about this. I don't think we're having dinner with him. Before, I think we're having dinner with him before this episode comes out. Jamie, if we forget to talk to you about this, remind us to talk to you about this next time. <laughs> right. There's a, so like how like um, in Back to the Future, Marty changes it to history. Right. But still remembers how the old way was. Right. Which is one of the biggest issues I have with time travel stories. Right. And so you know you can you can talk about. Oh, okay. Finish finish the sentence, John James. Um, like you know, he, I guess the, he the was con- in. He was within the the observate. You know, like he sort of was traveling around in the in the DeLorean, so he was unaffected by the the well, change. I guess in a non DeLorean time travel story, the argument could be made that that was his history, right? And him changing that history is also part of his history. Right. So he remembers right the previous timeline. Right. There's a book that I recently read called The Drifter. It was by Kim Harrison. Okay. Um, who did that Bounty Hunter Witch series that I really like that I'm sure I've mentioned, yes. The Hollows. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes, yes. Um, So this is her new series, and the idea of it is that there are these people called 
I'm sorry, not it was the drafter, not the drifter. Oh. Um, because they can they can redraft their history, and they and each of these people have, they're like government operatives. I'm um, uh, I'm logging on to Goodreads right now, so and that sounds great. Each of them has an anchor person who, when they so Perry like, is like Dan Rather. Nope. <laughs> 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 not quite. More like Ron Burgundy. Oh, okay, great. Nope, not at all like Ron Burgundy. Um, so each of these drafters has, like, the main character's name is Perry. If Perry she, Reed. Perry Reed, yes. You're looking at it on right. Goodreads, aren't you? Yeah. Um, so if she gets shot and dies, she yeah. can draft, which is she basically rewrites okay. history. So she creates a new draft of the previous 10 minutes or whatever. Huh. And her anchor is supposed to wipe her memory of the initial draft. Okay. So that she doesn't remember herself dying because her brain will shut down and fragment. Sure. And basically she will go crazy and die if she tries to remember too many timelines. Right. That's the um, uh, Don, um, Donna on, uh, on, on Doctor Who. Yes. Yes. It's the same thing. Sa- same concept, yeah. yeah, as the end of the Donna season. When... She, Donna could have used an anchor. Yes. Yes. She really could have. Yeah. I don't know if you would like the book or not. This is one I really love Kim Harrison. It took me a while to get through because I picked it up. Not re- Like, it came from the library. I wasn't really in the mood for it. But okay. I wanted to get through it before I had to return it. Okay. And then I ended up having to renew it okay. multiple times. Right. Normally when I pay, I think I was expecting it to be a little more like the Hollow series Okay. that is kind of paranormal. Like okay. she's a witch, her best friends are a pixie and a vampire uh-huh. and yes, she's like I, rem- a I remember hunter. this now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This may have been on our Lost Books episode yeah. that we talked about this. Yeah. Um one of our Lost Books right. episodes. For some reason um, I think it might have been in, in the Popery episode that we were talking about. It may have been in the Popery episode. Yeah. But, yeah, so I was expecting, I guess, a little more element of... I was expecting a little more paranormal, a little less sci-fi. Yeah. And it ended up being a little more sci-fi. Okay. And I think she also, when she started... She's a much more accomplished writer at this point. Okay. So when she started the Hollow series, it started out a little fluffier. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I was expecting this one to start a little fluffier, but it kind of jumped right in... Right. ...where she left off with her writing style at the end of the Hollow series. Yeah. And by the end of that series, I was like, okay, I don't remember. Like, you're referencing stuff that happened, like, seven books ago. Right. I don't remember it. So I kept having to, like, get on Wikipedia to refresh my memory. Is there a romance element to it? There is, yes. Okay. Um, like, she falls in love with her anchor. Okay. And that, well, she falls in love, she's in love with, she's in a relationship with her anchor at the beginning of the book. Okay. By the end of the book, she has a different anchor who's not really I don't want to spoil anything but there's another person who comes in and it's very clear that there will be a relationship element to that at some point in the future of the series okay but yeah okay I might give it a try I mean like the The, the romance aspect I will I will continue reading because I'm interested in the romance aspect between Perry and Silas Silas is his name when I say romance I'm talking about like like I'm fine with there being a a romantic element to it I I generally am not interested in stories where it's just like time travel stop this crime I like elements with like of like a love story right but like are you talking about like there's like a there's a romance element to it like romance with a capital R oh like like a 
like the the genre. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Not, okay. Not really. Not at this point. Okay. Um, they're. That seems. If it, if good it's to me. if it's like if it ends up being similar to the Hollow series in that vein, there will be a relationship, and there will be relationship scenes. Sure, relations. But, relations, right. but not super explicit. Right. I mean, no, no bodice ripper type stuff. Right. No, nothing that wasn't in 112263. Okay. My version or Douglas's UK explicit <laughs> version? The grandfather edition, as we like to call it. The, have we told that story? I don't think so. Um, we had recommended 112263 on the podcast, as you all remember, and Douglas started listening to it on audiobook. And he went to visit his grandfather and was recommending it to his grandfather. And his grandfather said he would check it out. And then Douglas got back in the car to head home. And the sex scene started. And he was really uncomfortable. I think mostly with the idea that he had just recommended this book to his grandfather. Right. And then was listening to this not unexplicit sex scene. Yeah. I mean, I read a lot of smut. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> yes, okay. a lot of smut, of varying degrees of smuttiness. Um, so, it, that scene wasn't even a blip on the radar for me. I mean, it wasn't to the point where I had to be- think back to had there been a sex scene. It's the it's the O Sugar one, right? Like, o Sugar, that yeah, yeah. Um, the first time they have pound cake together, right? Yeah, I think he was sort of hearing it in the context of through his grandfather's ears. Yeah. Um, actually, you know, it's a, I think he calls him granddad, which is really yes. funny because I call. My um, my dad's dad, granddad, I mean, okay. he died, but um, I called him granddad, and that's the Scottish line of my family. Okay. And I think that's really funny, because like whenever I hear Scottish people use the term granddad and grandmom, I'm like, I do that too, <laughs> which is really fun. I don't at all. Um, but, okay, so, uh, I, so I read the in-death books, which are uh, J.D. Robb, who is right. Nora Roberts. Right. Um, when she started she um was fresh from being like super romance super right. romance person so the first several are like like it's like it's like a futuristic procedural crime series right but in the first couple books it's like super procedural crime series and then like the lens of the bodice ripper like would get put over the camera and you'd be <laughs> like okay here we go i guess this is fine and gradually that's sort of more blended into what you know is in most normal yeah. books. I mean, that happens in books. Yeah. But and it, in life. And in life. And movies. And TV shows. Uh-huh. Sometimes in songs. Um, yeah. Sure. Have we covered all of our media? Magazines. Calendars. Um, <laughs> so... I mean, it depends where you get your calendars from. It's true. It's I'm true. sure it happens in some calendars. <laughs> By the way, uh, you can pre-order the Unabashedly Obsessed uh, 2017 calendar. Oh, God. <laughs> No, you can't. Not yet. Unless someone wants to make <laughs> Unless. Unless. Nice. We kill a calendar. Did I do it right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, <laughs> now it's time to pack your bags and move away. <laughs> um, so I heard an awesome uh, Back to the Future theory that I okay. shared with Sean. Hi, Sean. Hi, Sean. Sean uh, seconded it as awesome. Okay. So in Back to the Future, there is a repeated theme in the whole trilogy. There's a repeated theme. Really, just in the first movie. Okay. There's a repeated theme of the car won't start. Right. Um, it's really the, the first two movies. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's, all the events happen. The car won't start only really in the first movie. But you'll see the... The DeLorean? The, yeah, the DeLorean. It's been so long since I've seen any so, of those So movies. basically, anytime Marty needs to hurry 
right. his car won't start. Okay. And so the person who wrote this thing was like, this car reliably gets up to 88 miles an hour very quickly. Right. Doc has clearly done something to the DeLorean to soup up the engine. Right. Where it wouldn't just not turn on. Right. That's not a thing. So the guy was like, what's happening is it doesn't turn on when a flux capacitor has recently been used in the near vicinity. And he outlines, so like, um, just one example, at the climax, like at the end of the movie when Mm -hmm. Marty's trying to go back to the future the first time, that's right when Doc gets zapped by lightning and it sends him back to the Wild West. Okay. Like right around that same time. Okay. So that's why the car wouldn't start. Because any time the car won't start, like the other time um, is the car won't start right at the beginning when Marty's trying to get away from the Syrians, right when he's come back from the feud, from the past right. to whatever. So like, huh? yeah, it really checks out. Now you have to wonder, was that the intent or is it super coincidental? Well, uh, that, that's, this is one of my favorite and least favorite conversations because author's intent is so like once... Once you put something out there, is that yours or is it open to interpretation? And if the interpretation is awesome like this, right, as opposed to just what I always took it for, which was just like a Murphy's Law sort of deal, right? Like, oh, of course the car won't start. But if you're like, no, the car won't start because you just went back to the future for right. you, you know, a week from now, but for time just now, right? It's really cool. So I, I like to think I kind that. I want to know if that was see this. This is where this, I get this, into it. This, I want to know if that was the intent, right? Initially, right. Well, this is this is where that whole. Um, did you ever hear about the the Jar Jar Binks theory of Star Wars? Mm-mm. Um, so there's this character in the first trilogy, the prequel trilogy, right. named Jar Jar Binks, who right. is I know who he is. He fairly is. universally hated. Yes. So right before the new movie came out last last December, right. there was this theory going around that not only was Jar Jar Binks not a bumbling buffoon, okay. he was also the most powerful dark Sith Lord in the entire galaxy. Okay. And it was and this, so this guy wrote this big long thing that went super viral, Facebook, Reddit, all over the place. There was basically like, watch him when stuff happens. He is like a martial arts master. Like the way he jumps down. Look at how these two people jump down. And look at how he jumps down. Okay. He does it better. Like he takes out whole armies by accident. Right. He somehow, he, he, you know, basically like he is the one that all these major events center around. He's okay. a dark, he's like in charge. And he's just putting on a silly face so that people don't, you know, suspect him. He convinces all these people to let him lead let him participate let him do all this stuff and it was a very convincing theory Hmm. i don't know if it ever got second you know like you know checked off by creators or whatever but like it's such a convincing theory that it's like why not that makes everything about the viewing of that first trilogy way better right interesting um but yeah that that I, i i always want to have it presented to the person and be like so is it true but I also don't because I don't want them to be like, oh, no, I don't know what that is. You know, I don't want yeah. them to just be like, well, no, that was just a, that was just something I made up one day. Yeah, but I kind of want them to be like, well, now it is. Right. The, well, that's because we're living in the age of Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah. Checkers, not, chess, not checkers. Right. 
um, the chestnut checkers. Um, the chestnut checkers. Um, yeah, where and you know, you know, if Lin-Manuel Miranda's smart and he is, mm-hmm. he'll agree to anything that makes sense. Yeah, and claim it as intentional. Yeah, yeah. like you do. Like you do. This brings us very nicely dovetails into my my frozen theory. Right. I would like to hear your frozen theory again. So, the big complaint that I always hear about Frozen from myself and like <laughs> you and my wife. Okay. Um, maybe not you. Um, is that the turn? All right. Spoilers. We don't care about spoilers. Yeah. No, um. Not at this point. Go watch Frozen and have a soul. Um. <laughs> for dinner. Have a, eat a soul while you eat. Um, Hungry Man brand microwavable souls. <laughs> so the the big complaint is that the turn that um, Hans makes mm-hmm. yeah, is no, that's, com- that's my yeah. it's out of the blue is completely unexpected, especially because previously in the movie, no one has been watching him, and he's still doing his you know quote unquote act right. of being in love with her, right. even though no one's watching him. Right. There's no reason for him to to do that. He he. Sh- if if this was a good storyteller, would have let his mask slip just a little bit. Yes. And so it seems completely random up until the very moment that he betrays her. Right. That it seems like he's he's completely like he's doing all this stuff to help her kingdom. And yeah, okay, you can go back and be like, well, yeah, he wanted to get in good with the whatever and like build people's trust, or whatever. There was no reason to do it the way he did. Right. There's a moment when. At the very beginning, when she's just met him, and she's like, "Oh crap, that's the I I have to I've got to go." Right. And then he ends up falling in the water. Yeah. And he lifts up the boat, that. and he looks after her, and has this look of, <sighs> yeah, like, yeah, she's really cute. Yeah. I really like her. Yeah. That would have been a perfect moment to have the light bulb go off over his head, and have him instead of having him be like, "Oh," have him be like. Oh. Yeah, princess. Oh, okay. Prin- yeah, so, like, okay. I know you're I trying could... to make it be a surprise, but you have to sew those in. Yeah, otherwise it's going to piss off everybody right. like me and you right. and your wife. Right, so. I have another issue with Frozen that we can discuss at a later time in this podcast because it seg- it ties into. Okay, or, cool. Or, or I can say it you, now. And well, you I mean, can... does it, uh, wh- wh- whatever it you want to do. It to do with the trolls. Okay, so let's get to the trolls. Yeah. So. <laughs> It's established at the very beginning of the movie, the trolls, they can change people's minds. They, they do the, the cute little line of, like, it's a lot harder to change people's hearts than their minds. Right. So clearly, the trolls have mind control powers. That's the thing they do. Right. They are rocks, and they have mind control powers. Those are the two things. Mm-hmm. We go through the whole thing. We see they take, they basically, you know, steal Kristoff. Right. And Sven. From, you know, his poor parents, who, you know, I, presumably they're dead. I, I don't I know. I would guess. But the, the, the one troll's like, to... you're mine now. And he's like, I guess that's fine. He appears <laughs> to basically just belong to the ice cutter men. Right. So, um, you know, presumably... don't seem to miss him. Right. Right. That, that aside, I suppose, he becomes a troll adopted child. Right. And grows up. So, cut to this <laughs> song. With his weird age-defying reindeer. His weird age-defying reindeer. We've looked it up. Reindeer. We, we did that on the show. On oh, did we? Yeah. Did we? Okay, yeah. good. Good. Or basically, Sven is like super ancient. Right. By the time Kristoff comes of age. Sven should basically... Yeah. One of the events of Frozen should be the death of Sven. <laughs> yes. We might be on Sven 
3.0? No, that's true. He could name all of his reindeer's men. Yeah. That just refuses to acknowledge that it's right. not all the same reindeer. Right. I mean, and then there's also the weird thing of him. We've already. I think we've already been down yeah. the road of, of why would he possibly use the voice of whatever. Yes. Okay. So I'm actually worried that we've talked about this before. No, we haven't. I've listened back. We okay. have we have set, mentioned your theory on the trolls before. Okay. Multiple times, and each time we're like, we'll talk about that in a future episode. Oh, okay. Hey, future guess what, is guys? now, baby. We're in the future. Yeah. You time traveled. You did it. Slowly. Slowly. <laughs> but you did it. And in the direction that everyone else is going. That doesn't make it any less of an accomplishment. That's right. You didn't stop. You could have just been... That's death. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Good job not being dead. I mean, presumably, I'd have some ghost listeners. That's true. So, okay. So, we have Kristoff, who has been adopted by the trolls. Right. Cut to the the song uh, Fixer Upper. In that, basically the trolls are like, everyone has flaws, but they find people that can deal with their flaws. Right. And then... Kristoff's like, uh, she's engaged to someone else. And they're like, oh, no sweat. And they say, get the fiancé out of the way and the whole thing will be fixed. You've told me this before and I had forgotten exactly what the kind of, like, crux of the theory was. Yeah. And it's this. Yes. And I had forgotten this part. Yes. And it's brilliant. So, this is going on. Meanwhile, Hans and the two Weaselton representatives are roaming the wilderness looking for Anna, presumably. And Elsa. And Elsa. Yeah. In a different way. Sort of a Gaston sort of way. (laughs) And we don't see them. Right. We also don't see the trolls. So my theory is that at some point, the trolls encountered Hans and worked their mind control on him, perhaps on a delay, that at an opportunity, he would betray Anna and in doing so, get the fiancé out of the way. Yes. In order for their guy, Kristoff, yes. to work his way into being influential to the throne. Yes. The, the troll vote. It's like the Manchurian Candidate, which is a movie that I'm going to really just assume you haven't seen yep. either version of. B- based on my blank stare right. at you right now. B- Manchurian Candidate is I've that. I've heard of it. What I just said, only in like either 1960s in the original or like 2000s politics okay. that exact same thing there's like a sleeper post-hypnotic there's trolls? i mean like yeah like evil politicians rock trolls right evil politicians right that are rock trolls right right um so my that's my theory is that they that hans was totally devoted to anna up until the point when the post-hypnotic suggestion that the trolls had planted in his mind when he encountered them in the wilderness activated he betrayed her against his will his mind was changed by the magic trolls the magic evil trolls who are the actual villains of the whole movie so they could place their guy Kristoff who I don't think is a bad guy right but who is and who honestly is probably better suited to Anna in the long run anyway yeah perhaps but is still a troll loyalist who will push the troll agenda to he basically has the queen's ear yeah so that's my theory and I, I think like it's your, I super, like your theory. Yeah. I like it too. It's like one it of my lot. favorites. I think it holds up. The thing I had mentioned before, my issue with the trolls is the trolls caused the entire movie to happen. Absolutely. If they had just said, hey, she should learn to love. Right. And, you know, don't be afraid of her power. Right. The whole movie wouldn't have happened. Well, yeah. That's, I mean, I guess she knew how to love. It's another but, case of what's with the ambiguous language. Yeah. 
what fear will be your enemy? Can you expound upon that, please? Yeah. By which do you mean we should fear other people's fear of her? Or our fear of her difference will be... Right. Can you please give us some advice based on that? Somebody... (laughs) There was some internet thing going around, and I can't remember if it was a video or just like screen caps from the movie memeized. Yeah. That's a word, right? Memeized. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And it was basically to the effect of um, fear is your enemy. So we should lock her up and not let anybody know she has powers. What? No, that's not at all what I said. So we should definitely put up walls around the city. No, you're not listening to what I said. Put up all the walls, lock her away. Definitely don't let anybody know that she has these magic powers. Done. Okay, thanks, Mr. Troll. Yeah. The parents were also kind of the villains. Well, But it wasn't sure. their fault. They, right, the parents... They were unintentional villains. Sure. Right. They, like Hans. They, like Hans, yes. Right. Because the stupid trolls... Because of the stupid trolls, right. Ha- and their ambiguous language. Well, I mean, you know, you could also take the case further that the trolls also uh, mind-controlled the parents into being like, all right, lock you up, make you afraid, see ya. Oh, shipwreck. And we're dead. You We're could. super dead. We're super dead. Um... You guys do whatever you want. I'm super dead. <laughs> you could. You I don't. Could. I think. I don't think that's necessary for the it's trolls not. to do. It's not. I think that them being ambiguous just to see what happens. Yeah. Is probably enough. I'm glad that we got to tell your frozen theory. Yeah. Um, and I also realized we well at one point while we were talking probably about the Berenstein Bears thing, um, we talked about our uh the the One Direction fan theory conspiracy yeah. theory. So we we kind of dig. Fan theory. I, I, like, I won't. It's not conspiracy theory. I, I misspoke there, but yeah, fan, fan theory. I mean, consp- I think conspiracy theories are a subset of the yes. thing that we like. Yes. Which is, I mean, it's the it's the natural human proclivity for seeking out patterns and stuff. Yeah. Where there not, aren't necessarily any. Yes. But I think that's I think that's totally fun. I think it's yeah. really fun to be like you know the you know to see Rapunzel in the frozen. Yes. Like wedding party yes. and stuff and. Stuff like that. I think yes. that's, I mean, you know, even if they were like, we have this model. Oh, 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 that was another one. Okay. Um, so there is a fan theory yeah. that has been pointed out that in, in Tangled, yeah. every time Mother Gothel kisses Rapunzel, she kisses she her hair. hair. Yep. Because she doesn't, and she calls her my flower. Right. She doesn't give two shits about Rapunzel. As uh, my daughter, who uh, will point out for the entire movie. Oh, really? Uh, my daughter... Because you have pointed this out to her, or she figured this out on her own? Oh, I don't point anything out to that's, her. I, that's what I thought, uh, but... She's watched Tangled about 15 times more than I have. Um, Such a good movie. Like, she's, she asked me why, when uh, she snips off just the lock, it uh-huh. stay, it, it, um Just snipping the lock makes just the lock turn brown, but, like, cutting the rest of the hair... I don't know. She, she had this weird... I think, actually, I just answered the question, but, like... Um, she's like, why didn't cutting the hair, just that lock off, count as cutting, like, the whole hair and making the whole hair lose its magic, but... Oh, yeah. Um, she, so we'll, we'll, we'll put it on during road trips, and she is, like, I feel bad for anyone that has to watch a movie with her <laughs> until, like, I guess social cues kick in or whatever, because <laughs> she's like, Mother Gockle, you're not her real mother. Stop telling her what to do. You, you only want her for her hair. She said at one point, don't, you know... You're falling off the cliff. Don't scream no. You're the villain. <laughs> I love your daughter. She's like, she spends the entire, like, I can tell where they are. Because 
my daughter will say the brush and brush and brush my hair right. part. They and, listen with headphones. Yeah, in the car. Yeah. Um, and then the parts with Mother Gockle, I'm, I'm like, okay, so we're right about here because she'd be like, no, she's not your. Just let her go do what she wants. Like, <laughs> it's really, really funny. She talks to the villains as if they can hear they her? can hear her and will respond, which is why I love I, it. perhaps we haven't taken her to more live theater. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Don't do it. Oh, man. I totally want you to take her to live theater, and I want to be there for it. <laughs> She's been to the Nutcracker, but that's sort of hard to... The ballet? Yeah. Yeah. Break it's a into little the... harder to... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't understand, really, what's happening right now. <laughs> I mean... Are you... You're dancing, like, teacups? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of how I feel during the Nutcracker. Yeah. Is that bad? <laughs> Well, Matt, and Matt, I'm sure, if at the Nutcracker, he'd be like, talk. <laughs> Have I told you about uh, we, we read him Where the Wild Things Are? He no. likes that book a lot. Oh, he does. But there's three pages during the Wild Rumpus yes. that have no things. No words. Matt hates it. He's like, Dad, talk. Why do you keep turning pages there's without no... saying? I'm like, dude, I, I've, I've tried. Do you see words? I've tried you know shaking words... the book, making the book dance, doing music you to the book. just make up words to go yeah. on those pages. I should. I really should. Because he's like, talk. I'm like, there's, I'm, I mean, all I can do is flip faster. <laughs> yeah. So. Or you should just tape all those pages together so oh, you can just. Those are the flip best ahead. though. Although that would. <laughs> Not for Matt. <laughs> Let the wild rubber start. Part of parenting is sacrifice. Um, no. Part of parenting is the kid changing to suit my interests. I mean, all right, yeah. guys. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, we have housekeeping to take care yes. of. Yes. So, housekeeping notes. Yes. You can find us on Twitter. Yes. At UFO Podcast. You decide what the F stands for. Tonight, for me, the F stands for Frozen. There it is. Absolutely. And also for fucking rock trolls. Fucking rock trolls. You want to try that one again? Nope. (laughs) Fucking rock trolls. You can also follow us individually at Unabashedly Aaron and at Unabashed James. Yes. Um, You can find us on Facebook. We have a page... That has not a whole lot on it because I I still haven't figured out. I keep searching pages. and I keep coming to the page and I keep being like, Wait, where is everything? Oh, I'm on the page. Right. I think I've I've posted stuff to the page accidentally I think before. You may have. Yeah. But yeah. I don't... So it's a fun random place where I accidentally put stuff sometimes. But if you want to go to the really fun place, you yes. should go to our Facebook group, yes. which is unabashedly obsessed with unabashedly obsessed. Which is just it just gets better every time. I'm still stupidly proud of it. Yeah. Which, yeah, so that's yeah. that's where we have conversations and discussions, and you can chime in. I actually would really love for people to chime in on the Facebook group with fan theories that they have or that yes. they have seen that we haven't talked about yet. Yes. Oh. I am all in on yeah. that. Yeah. For instance, just a suggestion, <laughs> I'd love to hear people's thoughts on the Aladdin one. The Aladdin one. Oh, have you not heard the Aladdin one? Maybe not. Do you want me to tell you the Aladdin one? Uh-huh. Or do you want me the theory that... Aladdin takes place in the future in a post-apocalyptic desert world. Oh. Because the genie says that he's been in the lamp for a thousand years and then goes on and makes all these 20th century references. Oh. I had not heard that one. I thought you were going to say the one where the peddler at the beginning is the genie. But that has been confirmed. That's, that's, uh, yeah, that's just, that's that's just the storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that, that Agrabah is a post-apocalyptic, like, Hmm. desert civilization built up from so the whatever. genie's contemporary right. time is now right or well the 90s so, yeah the genie is making all these 90s references because the last time he was out it was the 90s oh. and then he 
Yeah, see, guys, if you know, if you've got, <laughs> if you've got shit like this, share it with yeah, us. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Yeah, so much. Absolutely. So much. There's, there's more with Frozen with like, um, the storm in the Little Mermaid. Uh-huh. That where that Ariel rescued Eric from yeah. is the same storm that killed Elsa and Anna's parents while sure. they were on their way to Rapunzel and Flynn's wedding. Right. Um, I'm not sure how the geography of all that works out because I don't really know where the Little Mermaid took place the in the Atlantic. movie. Yeah. Well, yeah, but like, I mean, it's. I think Hans Christian Andersen was Danish. German. I think he was German. Was he? Dutch? I don't know. Christian, maybe Swedish. I it can tell that in, in about two weeks we're going to get a whole bunch of messages from all our friends that are like, "He you was guys such are and idiots. <laughs> he was clearly Australian." Hey Siri, where was Hans Christian Andersen from? He's a Danish author. Boom! I get win. It. Good job. Did you? So see... if Ariel and Eric were Danish, yeah, I don't know where Rapunzel would have needed to take place in order for Norway, the king and queen of Norway, to shipwreck somewhere near Denmark. Well, but Norway's on a peninsula, two. so anywhere really. Well, yeah. I don't know geography, especially European. I don't know. I, I say especially European geography. I don't know any geography. I could not. T- I could not probably identify all of the states correctly on a map. The states of the United States of America? Mm-hmm. Really? I get a lot of the Midwestern ones confused. Okay. There's huh. a bunch of them that are kind of squarish. Yeah. 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 Those. I just ones... label them all Wyoming. Oh. I figure I'm bound to get at least one of them, right? You have to basically all of the states that are squ- are rectangular. Um, or you, Wyoming. You have to do with relation to where they are, where Nebraska is. Nebraska is like your, your compass point. These are things you learn if you grow up in Nebraska. Yeah. If you grow up in Virginia, you just learn to write Wyoming a bunch of times and hope you don't fail the test completely. <laughs> you got a, like one in three chance. Okay, but uh, there was a Tumblr page from like before Frozen was out. So like the 2000... Frozen just came out a few years yeah. ago. Um, it, was, it, was, it was sort of old, but like someone went through as like... And like looked at like the architecture and the costuming and okay. like the references they made and stuff like that. And basically we're like, when did these people actually, when oh, are we okay. supposed to believe that like these people actually did? Right. Like century, country and stuff. I'll try and, I'll try and find it yeah, again. Yeah, find that and put it in the group. Yeah. There's I've, another one. I'm sorry. I keep no, thinking of all these Disney fan theories that. Is it Tarzan? No. It's the old witch lady in Brave. Okay, I haven't seen Brave. I've only seen it once. I didn't retain a lot of it, but basically it uh, it is all linked to Boo from Monsters, Inc. being the old witch lady in Brave. Oh. And, like, grown up and time... T- or maybe? Aged? Like, Brave grown is up old. And, yeah, like, grown up and time traveled or yeah. something. I'll have to see if I can find it, because it's actually very interesting. Like, she's got... They, they tend to put, you know, Disney puts, like, little Easter eggs right, right. with, um, so, like, in Aladdin, the sultan is playing with figurines that are... Beauty and the Beast, I think? I think at least one of them is the Beast. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so there's something like that that the witch has in her hut in Brave that links to... It's from Monsters, Inc.? Yeah, that there was some. I'll have to see if I can find like it. Would be and like I'll put the door the or her. Yeah. Yeah. Like the door, like she used the doors to yeah. travel. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. I it like was, that. It was very interesting, and it it basically synced her up with Boo being the witch from Brave, 
and where she came into play in all of these other movies. Yeah. Like she may have been the also been the enchantress in Beauty and the Beast. Oh. She may have also been somebody in something else. Yeah, something <laughs> else was really good. Yeah, that was one of my favorites. Um somebody was like the best character. Yeah, and man that actress really nailed it. Oof. Um <laughs> there's the, then there's the whole um TV like multiverse. Have you heard this? No. Based on like guest appearances of people oh. playing their characters. All of these TV shows are linked. Yes. And, and they're all, all linked to St. Saint, to... Saint Elsewhere. Yes. Which turns out to have taken place in a snow globe of an autistic yes. child. So like all like name a TV show from like the 80s and it's 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 probably it one of them. And it took place in a snow globe of an autistic yeah. child. Yes. Yeah. I have heard that one. Yeah. I like that one too. I'm trying to remember what some of them. I think it managed to bring everything back around to like including friends in that. Yeah. And everything that was referenced in Friends. Well, yeah. So basically all of TV. Yeah. It was like, because like George Clooney and Noah Wiley, uh-huh, I want to say. From ER. Were on Friends as doctors. Right. So like, and, and then on ER they had someone from, uh, it's a lar- largely, I don't know if these are two, if these are two, if these two are linked or not, but um, the guy in uh, Munch from Law and Order mm-hmm. is in like, like 15 different, he's, he's as Munch, he's in. Homicide, Law yeah. and Order, Law and Order SVU, X Files, yeah. like all these things. Oh man! Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. So if we haven't named <laughs> one that you've come up with, I know you like how I ask you to tell us about them, and then I'm like, like this one. I tell you about them. <laughs> you know, that's the kind of stuff we like. Tell yeah, us more. Totally, totally. Uh, so we're on iTunes. <laughs> yep, we're on iTunes. Um, we're on Google Play. We're on Stitcher. On Stitcher. And working on getting us up on SoundCloud. Yes. Whatever your platform of choice is, rate us, review us, subscribe to us. Yes. Preferably rate us five stars. Send us an email at um, unabashedlyobsessed at gmail.com if we, you don't feel like we deserve five stars and there's something you would like to see us yeah. do to gain that yeah. five-star rating. And if the platform you use... I'm not familiar with like Stitcher or Google Play, really. Agreed. If the platform you use doesn't have some sort of rating or subscribing mode, link to us on social media. Talk, give, yeah. give, us a, give us a shout-out in some sort of way on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. And also let us know if the platform you use doesn't have... A rating system so that we can stop telling you to rate us on that system. Right, right, exactly, exactly. Um, but and then uh, finally, uh, thank you to Jamie. Thanks, Jamie, for writing our theme song. Uh, did, did you guys know? No, no. Go ahead. Did you guys know there was a ladder down here? Um, and also, did you guys know there was a ladder down here? Instrumental outro. That's true. Um, that was actually one of the original takes before we added in lyrics. That's right. I just kept it. Yeah, behind the scenes uh, notes. Yep. And uh, we appreciate uh, you writing that, that for us, and we look forward to future songs. Yes, we do. Um, do we want a review buzzword? Oh. Uh, if you don't want to write us an actual review, then just let us know that you, you know, rate us and let us know that you listen to this episode by writing as your review. Um, uh, fan theory. Fan theory, which... That can also be it's what, also the, what, the, F what the F stands for. Yeah. There you go. We did it. Yeah. Go us. Yay. I really, really want us to come up with a parting phrase. We okay. need to work on that. Yes. Hey, if you have a parting phrase for us, yeah. suggest it. Yeah, totally. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.
Thank you.